Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cat Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning in with us tonight. I'm Molly, your host, and I'm joined today by my handsome husband, Dewey. Hello, cat fans, and hello, my beautiful wife. And we're excited about another new episode. I believe we're getting close to 60 in the episodes, right? We're getting close. This is our 58th episode. Wow, we're getting there. Good job, and lots of great information. So I'm not sure, I'm not totally understanding the title of this topic today. The surviving cat, does he need a new buddy or, or, you know, what, what inspired you to want to talk about this? So I've heard from several people lately that they've lost an older cat and their surviving cat is lonely and they want to get a new cat or they've gotten a new cat and they can't understand why they're not getting along. So why don't they get along? Well, let's let's back up before we go there and talk about the lost relationship, the surviving cat. So for for these illustrative purposes, let's call her Daisy. And the deceased cat, let's just call him Duke. They've had they've had years of Daisy history Duke. together. <laughs> Daisy and Duke, right? Daisy <laughs> I didn't Duke. Think about that. I just made that up. <laughs> Those aren't the name, real names. The names have been changed to protect the innocent cats. <laughs> Daisy Duke. <laughs> so Daisy and Duke have had years of history together, right? And they may or may not have come into the home at the same time. You know, one of them could have been older, one of them could have been kitten, whatever. But they could be siblings. It doesn't matter. But their first introduction to one another, if they weren't siblings, was probably not super smooth. You know, it took them time to get used to one another. So are you saying this just takes time? Go slow? Well, partially. We'll talk about that later. But let's stay backed up here and talk about what it is that Daisy is doing that makes her owner think that she's missing Duke and that, you know, that Daisy needs another buddy. She's probably looking around for him, right? Wandering around lost, maybe yowling at night, stuff like that. I could see that being an issue. Yep. Those are some of the things I hear, you know, also hear like decrease in appetite. She's not eating as much. She's hiding away. You know, so many times people come in the shelter looking to adopt another cat and they tell me that their cat is bored and wants a buddy. And and it's this statement that gives me pause. So don't believe a cat. So you don't believe a cat can miss our, uh, her bonded friend. I mean, is that I'm trying to understand that. Is that right? Well, no, I'm not saying that at all. I, I think a cat can miss a, a bonded mate, but I think more accurately, what I know is happening for sure is that Daisy is missing the routine of, you know, the daily routines of when Duke was around. Cats are absolute routine addicts. And when that daily schedule changes, they get all cattywampus. <laughs> That's where that term come from. Cattywampus. I didn't know it was actually referring to a cat (laughs) well 
in this case, it does. In 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 Molly world, it does because <laughs> cattywampus means askew, you know. And things in a cat's world get very askew when they don't happen on schedule. It can cause a cat to do all the things that we just talked about: wandering around, yowling. You know, they're they're looking for things to return to normal. So you don't think a cat mourns? Well. I think we have to be really, really careful not to anthropomorphize on our cats. You know, this is that we shouldn't project human emotions onto them. Cats do pick up on our emotions. So if you're feeling sad and mourning the loss of Duke, Daisy's going to be noticing that you're not being yourself and something's wrong, you know, And, and those feelings cause a cat to feel insecure. You know, when they're not able to predict what's going to happen next in their environment, it makes them feel real vulnerable because cats are both predator and prey. And as a prey species, they're wired to always watch to see what's going to get them next. And one of the things that makes them feel comfortable and secure is predicting what happens in their environment every day. So when they can't when routines change, it it really upsets them. So I think you should just give Daisy some time to adjust to Duke being gone, increase affection to her, increase prey play, and get settled back into those routines. You know, that's a, that's a good thought. So how long should you give your cat to adjust before you get another cat? And what signs are you looking for to know when it's the right time? Well, at the at the end of the day, that's going to be individual for each cat. But I'd say give her at least a month, probably more like two months. You know, the, the amount of time you wait is in no way going to affect how easily she might take to a new cat. So I hear you saying, so wait a while and then get a new cat. Well, I, I also think that people need to question who they're getting the new cat for. You know, are they having empty nest syndrome? You know, or just wanting a new kitten and justifying it by saying they think their cat is sad? It's an honest question we need to ask ourselves. You know, in the end, I think you owe it to the surviving cat to just go slow, slow down, and do what's right for them. Okay, so... How do we know if Daisy is going to accept a new cat? Well, you don't. And mm-hmm. and <laughs> judging yeah. by the n- number of calls I've gotten rec- recently about this exact thing, I'd say it's dicey at best. Why wouldn't da- Daisy, Daisy, I'm thinking Daisy Duke. <laughs> it's on my mind. I got to split that apart. So why wouldn't Daisy naturally want another cat companion after Duke died? Well, because that wouldn't be natural to the species. You know, cats have evolved as a solitary species. They don't have any social hierarchies like dogs do. So, you know, if left to their own devices, they, they'd live alone. They're perfectly happy living alone. They don't, they don't need other cat relationships. And when you introduce another cat into your home, your cat is going to see that new cat as a territory invader. And it can go really really bad so are you saying daisy is just destined to be an only cat now after this no no not at all she you know she might be receptive to a new cat if the introductions are done correctly 
and slowly. Um, you know, first it's important. You've got to get her, give her time to get used to the new household routines after Duke dies, you know, otherwise bringing in a new cat is just adding to the stress of an already stressful time for her. And, you know, if, if, and when you do decide to bring in a new cat, it's really important that you do it properly. And, there are instructions. We're not going to get into that here, but there are instructions on the website on how to introduce new cats into your home. And there's another podcast on how to introduce the new cat. So there's lots of resources out there on how you go about it, but it's a long process. It's, it's not a short, um, you know, it doesn't happen in a week. You're not going to get a new cat integrated and Daisy all happy about it and they're all chummy chummy and it's the Daisy and Duke love story you know Daisy and Duke number two love story <laughs> riding off into the sunset it just doesn't happen that way you gotta go slow and the first thing you gotta do is give her time to adjust to life without Duke which means new routines forming Okay, let me make sure I have all of this correct. So if you wait for her to settle into life without Duke, you go slow and follow your instructions. Everything will work out between her and the new buddy, right? Well, again, not necessarily. <laughs> I mean, some cats um, never get along with another cat. I mean, I can tell you for sure almost all cats will have a negative reaction to a sudden introduction to a new cat. And if you knew you get a new cat and you think, well, I'm just going to put them together and see what happens. And then if they have a really bad fight and a bad incident, and, and then you say, okay, now I'm going to separate them and go back and do what Molly told me, but I just wanted to see what would happen. Well, now that you've separated them, but then whenever they see that other cat or more importantly, whenever they smell that other cat again, those heightened emotions are going to return. And it's a really hard thing to reset once it's gone so bad. Okay. Should, should you get a younger cat or one about the same age? That's a good question. Well, again, it's really hard to say because part of me says a kitten will be less threatened by Daisy. So at least half of the equation is easier to deal with. But then, you know, if, if Daisy's a five-year-old cat, a kitten is going to pester the crap out of her more than she wants to be pestered. You know, the kitten will need a lot more daily play than Daisy's going to want to give. So this is just like a, a very recent consult that I had, you know, the poor cat, the surviving cat retreated into a bedroom. You know, this lady got two new kittens and, and was thinking that her surviving cat, you know, really missed her deceased cat and wanted a, a new buddy. So she gets two kittens, which, you know, was probably good thinking the kittens can play with one another. And, you know, she really didn't do the introduction properly, but then decided to put the kittens in a, in a big crate in the middle of the room. And her cat's just going around hissing and hissing and, you know, unhappy and so unhappy that, that her cat retreated to the bedroom and just won't come out of the bedroom now. So it's it's really sad that that the cat's you know done that and just stopped being interactive with her and and anyone. Okay, all right. So I hear what you're saying, but you're really not giving us any concrete answers here. <laughs> yeah, I guess I have been saying, well, not necessarily. Well, no, not at all. Well, it's hard to say, and that's true because it's really different for each cat. 
you know, people who foster a lot of cats and have a lot of different cats come and go will tell you that cats will take to one cat, but sometimes not another. And we don't know why. I mean, is it the way that it's probably smell because cats are so, you know, so based on the way things scent, you know, our smell and their scent, but we don't know why a cat's going to, going to say, okay, that cat's okay, but that cat is not, I have no idea what's going on there, you know, and it, and it's not like you can just borrow a cat to see if it's going to work out and then return it if it doesn't. Hey, now there's a good service, <laughs> rent a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I guess theoretically it does work like that in, in that probably all rescue groups and shelters will, will obviously take cats back if it doesn't work out, you know, if you've tried everything, but it's really, really hard on cats to be moving around, bouncing around households like that so much. It's really hard on them. Okay, so let's go back for a minute. So what happened in the case you mentioned earlier? Well, um, I think what she's probably decided to do is to return the kittens, actually, because it's just, it's not working out. Her her cat is, you know, I think they've given it three weeks now, and they didn't do the introduction properly to begin with, but... Her cat has just retreated and and said, I'm not going to have anything to do with the rest of that house as long as those little shits are out there. And, and, you know, it's funny because when I asked this lady to tell me, I said, tell me what happened. You know, the deceased cat was quite a bit older than the surviving cat. So the deceased cat was like 13, surviving cat's like five. And I said, so clearly the, you know, the surviving cat comes on the scene as a kitten and she said, Oh yeah, I got, I got her as a kitten. And, and the other cats hated it, hated her. And it was just terrible. And it took forever. And she, you know, finally ended up after years bonding with this cat. And I said, well, don't you see that that's what you've just done to her? You know, you've brought these kittens into your house and, and done the same thing. You know, she's five and she doesn't want to have anything to do with tiny kittens and their, you know, endless playing and play fighting and jumping and biting and things like that. She's over it. So I, I think that she really wants to do right by her cat and wants to honor her cat's feelings. So um, I think she sees that she probably reacted wrongly and for the wrong reasons and, and quickly and um, is probably going to take the kittens back and so sad for the kittens, but hey, they're kittens. They'll get adopted. It'll be fine. They, they're resilient and they rebound much, much faster than older cats. So I, I think I think it'll work out. You know, that's interesting. It sounds like um, the message that I'm hearing here, the surviving cats and bringing new cats in, it probably should be a cat at least fairly close to the age of the cat that's there. Otherwise, you're going to get a lot of that you know, kind of thing. Wouldn't there be a better balance that way if you're if you're going to bring another Duke into the equation? Well, you know, we talked about that, and yeah, I would probably I would probably tend to err towards that, getting a cat about the same age as your surviving cat. But then, you know, adult cats are also stuck in their ways, and how do you know if your cat's going to like this other adult cat? And if it doesn't, and you got to return it, that cat may have a really difficult time getting adopted. And you know, it's just it's dicey. And, and what I, the main thing I want to, I want to stress is give your cat time. What you may think are emotions of grief and mourning, 
you know, there is no scientific evidence that cats actually feel those emotions. There is scientific evidence that supports that your cat is reacting to a change in the environment. Things have changed and things have changed a lot because this cat I used to cuddle with is gone. They don't understand death like we do, you know, it's just gone. And so, wow, okay, how come this cat isn't here to cuddle with me every day? How come there's only one food bowl out? Everything's different in that cat's world and that's gonna stress your cat out. So, you know, you might not be seeing mourning and grief. You might be seeing readjustment to new routines and rituals. So give your cat plenty, plenty of time. Don't go rushing out and doing anything. Give your cat time to get through the change in environment and get used to things being different and, and then assess the situation. If your cat settles back into the household and it, you know, a lot of times cats will become more affectionate after a cat dies and, and they really like being the only cat and you go, wow, your personality is really blossoming, you know, wow. And you'll realize that that cat is perfectly fine being alone. And as long as that cat's perfectly fine being alone, then don't, you know, screw things up, potentially screw things up by overcrowding and, and bringing another cat into the mix. You know, as much as I'd like to see, you know, all the cats in the shelters adopted, I'm, I'm not the person that's trying to sell you a cat when you come in. If you already have a cat and you tell me you think that cat's lonely, I'm going to first ask you, what is your cat doing that makes you think it's lonely? Because probably you need to interact with that cat more. But another cat is just going to compound problems rather than solve them. So, and not always. Again, I'm going to be wishy-washy here again. Not always the case. Some cats really do appreciate companionship from other cats. Just not new cats, at least not right away. So, find those other episodes on how to introduce a new cat Take your time and don't jump to those decisions quickly. And go to your local rent-a-cat location and find a cat to <laughs> rent for a few days to solve those issues. <laughs> Actually, you know, if you're because a lot of the times you're the one that's missing the deceased cat, right? Because you're missing them terribly and you want to fill that void with a new cat and you don't take into consideration what it's doing to your surviving cat. So go volunteer at the shelter. You know, we always could use an extra hand. Your local shelter or rescue groups could use lots of help. So go get your cat fixed and then come home to your cat and, and spend time with it. That's, that probably makes more sense, at least for both of you. You owe it to both of you to do that for a few months before you make a decision. Well, what another great episode, Molly, um, and lots of great information. And I really like the new, you know, rent a cat thing. I think we should get that adopted somewhere. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, maybe I got this all wrong. Maybe we're supposed to go to the shelter and help cats get adopted. And then that's the same thing as renting a cat. Okay. Yay. Got it. <laughs> okay, so I want to thank all the listeners out there. And uh, again, please check out some of Molly's other resources, like Facebook and Instagram, where she posts most everything. I want you to go to the bottom or wherever the like button is, find that like button and hit that like button, and then immediately take that and share it to the one person that you that comes to your mind that's also a cat friend, and send them this podcast and let them listen to it 
it helps us and it helps you at the same time. Molly has lots of great information. So we'd love you for you to share it with them as well. And we'd also like for you, while you're on your computer, liking and sharing and doing all those great things, go to catbehaviorsolutions.org. And while you're on that page, go to the little cute boutique. Cute. <laughs> it makes it sound like it's a little store. I'm going to have to open up a little brick and mortar store. So it's, it's a cute. little cute little online store <laughs> called Behavior Boutique. And in there, Molly has done a lot of research on a lot of great products that are behavior related and will help you uh, in your cat have a better quality of life. So go out there, take a look. And uh, you know what? And if it's a birthday time, go out there and buy someone uh, who's having a birthday who also has cats and get them uh, something for their cat. Be a great time to do that too. And uh, while you're on the site, also check out Molly's blog. She does a great job putting a lot of information out there on the blog and you're going to learn a lot and you're going to be able to regurgitate some of that to your friends and you're going to sound so smart. So let Molly help you get become really smart in the cat world. Also want to let you know that Molly is available for virtual and in-home consultations. And she can either come to your house if you're close by, uh, or she can do it uh, virtually through Skype or some other mechanisms. And uh, don't let that stop you in any way. Reach out to Molly, tell her what's going on, and let her help you and your cat have a better life together. And, uh, you know, we... We often outlive our, I mean, our cats often outlive us. And so you're going to have several cats in your life and there's always going to be behavior problems somewhere. Think of Molly when that starts to happen. Reach out to her. Molly also often holds educational seminars and speaking engagements. So if you're somewhere that you'd like to have uh, some education seminar and uh, you would like to have her come and do some speaking at some engagement, please reach out to her and let's get you on the schedule and see if we can't help that out. So, Molly, let's wrap this show up. Yeah, that was a mouthful. My goodness. Okay, people, <laughs> thanks for tuning in today. Hope you and your cats have a lovely day, the rest of your day and week and lives. And uh, tune in again. Check out some more podcasts and uh Love to hear from you. Email me, molly at cattalkradio.com. And until next time, keep calm and purr on. Goodbye, cat friends. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now... Go make a connection with your feline friend. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com.
Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop.